All right, cool. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to another podcast episode of Propeller on Air. This is Propeller Ads. My name is Renz Gonzalez, head of business development here at Propeller Ads. And today we have a very special guest from our friends at ClickBank, uh, Thomas McMahon, Director of Partnership Development. Good to have you. Awesome. Thanks, Ren. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, well, <laughs> ClickBank for you know for for everybody uh, uh, that's listening, ClickBank uh, was founded in 1998. Uh, they are essentially uh, you know one of the biggest affiliate marketplaces in the world, uh, and of course they have about five billion in commissions paid throughout those years. Uh, they're quite uh, you know quite huge in the industry, uh, and you know throughout those years, of course they have onboarded 550 million and over 550 million new business. Uh, for you know, from affiliates and sellers uh, across a wide variety of traffic and product types, and uh, it's such a pleasure to have you here. Uh, of course, we did a we did a podcast with you uh, with our Constantinos, yeah. one of our yeah, that was uh, pretty exciting as well. And you talked about push notifications. What else did you talk about on that one? Oh gosh, yeah, we went deep with the different types of traffic y'all have going over there, propeller ads, and how that's synonymous with kind of what we have over here at ClickBank, and seeing how we can help people bridge that gap a little more. Because I'm pretty excited about that opportunity. We don't see a lot of affiliates here using push right now, um, right. or sellers on our side, the offer owners as we call it. And I just think it's a big blue ocean that people should be jumping into because it seems really synonymous to me with like native traffic and kind of things like that. So if the data works, it works. Let's scale it. Yeah, you know, that's, that's essentially it. You know, data is king, as I say. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, let's get right to it. So with uh, ClickBank, tell us about, you know, your, your top offers, what kind of verticals you guys are, are essentially working with currently and what are, what are trending for you guys? Yeah, ClickBank's very rooted in what I call the direct response space. So we have a lot of kind of cold traffic affiliates, meaning affiliates that are either pushing volume with paid media on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube or native or push traffic, right? Um, and then a lot of email affiliates too, who have their own customer lists and things like that, or leads lists that they're using to monetize in their email. Um, others might call them performance marketing affiliates. So less of right. like the blogger and YouTuber, although we do have those as well, just on a smaller scale, um, and more of the people going, I have a traffic source, how do I generate the maximum ROI with that traffic source? And that leads into some pretty high paying offers in the straight sales space. So we don't do like like the lead gen, like uh, insurance or real estate kind of lead stuff, right? We're, we're doing more products that you can buy right now. And people might be knowing of ClickBank being a, over the last, you know, the first 15 to 20 years of ClickBank, we were primarily a digital marketplace, meaning information products that people were buying, like the digital eBooks and things like that is kind of where we had our bread buttered for many years. Um, about eight-ish years ago, we got more into physical sales as well. So selling physical goods through ClickBank and things like that. And now that's the majority of the sales that happen, although digital sales have still grown year over year. So it's anything that's going to be sold straight sale. We have a lot of supplements. Health and fitness is our biggest vertical. Um, and if you kind of look at the big personal development offers that can do well in direct response, right? It's kind of the health wealth relationships or kind of how it boils down to. So we've got the health and fitness on digital and physical side. Um, the wealth piece kind of goes into the financial piece, kind of the trading piece, the be, you know, be an entrepreneur, make money online kind of offers. Those might be higher ticket even up to right. you know $3,000 webinar products potentially, but low ticket too. And then the personal development 
that can go all kinds of directions, different hobbyist niches, golf products, uh, how to play the piano products, right? And have Ted's woodworking is a top selling product for years and years that does very well. It's all different types of hobbyists, kind of how to better yourself type things out there too. Right. Self-development and uh, you know, <laughs> online courses. And uh, I think there was a very, very timely and quite relevant, you know, throughout the years and especially throughout the pandemic. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about that later on. But, uh, you know, um, just focusing on uh, your current partners, like, you know, mm-hmm. mostly you guys are working with affiliates, uh, you know, obviously. Um, and uh, could you tell us a little bit more on uh, geos, for example? I mean, we talked about a little bit uh, on verticals and what's trending and what's working, but uh, which geos actually are affiliates, uh, affiliate marketers targeting currently? Yeah, so we've got a pretty diverse client base, meaning affiliate or offer owner across the globe. Right. Um, right. And then the, most of them are targeting tier one English speaking countries. So they're targeting, you know, US, Canada, Great Britain, Australia, New Zealand, Ireland, South Africa, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it kind of goes down the list from there, US being the biggest market and kind of paring down back from there. Um, that's the biggest one. When you start looking at foreign kind of other languages. You start getting to France, uh, German, French kind of goes into Canada too because of the, you know, the French Canadians over there on the East Coast. Um, and then down from there. So, but English is primarily the main thing that people are focusing on. So those tier one English speaking countries. And then what I see too is that, you know, I'm looking at this big list of countries in front of me that are kind of get generating higher revenue dollars for us. And I'm willing to bet, and I can look at the sales data here that a lot of those are still English purchases, right? So it's like English speakers um, in foreign countries. Although we have seen a trend of people translating on a vernacular basis, their offers into markets. And those ones take off more in the Spanish niche first. People seem to focus on Spanish first um, with Mexico, Spain, and kind of Latin America scaling up there. And then the the Caribbean as well kind of gets included there. Um, And then from there, it's, you know, more of the French and German offers are kind of where people are focusing with Italian thrown into. You're very well diverse when it comes to, you know, geos that are trending or or, uh, that, you know, your your partners are actually targeting. And if we could just narrow down to like three countries, Mm -hmm. what what would those countries be right now, let's say? Oh gosh. I mean, if, yeah, if I was coaching someone, it would be like us, Canada, great Britain, right. It'd be like awesome. (laughs) (laughs) straight up, straight up tier one English speaking countries, Mm -hmm. but not just, I mean, you also said about, you know, different other, you know, countries or different other geos that, uh, you know, are not predominantly English speaking, you know, the Latin America market, for example, which is also, uh, you know, quite a vast, uh, region that, uh, not just in terms of, uh, uh, you know, offers, but of course as trends in terms of different, different verticals, mainstream verticals, uh, it is heavily targeted, isn't it? It is. Yeah. No, it's been trending up as kind of just like, as the world gets flatter and flatter, right? It's like, uh, <laughs> and as these emerging markets get more online, we do see the marketers starting to target different geos that way. The hard part of any kind of like emerging market is usually the risk factor involved, right? There's just sometimes a higher risk of less quality purchases. It might be a higher risk transaction just based on ClickBank uses count, K-O-U-N-T, to monitor kind of fraud analysis of transactions that come through. Um, And so sometimes different geos can have different risk scores and things like that associated to it or a persona from those. So there can just be a bit of more friction sometimes when you start to expand a bit more globally. Um, That's where we see a lot more scale happening, like the more established geos um, that are coming out. And the, the hard part too, right, with an affiliate network is that we find that there's a, 
we get a lot of affiliate signups from foreign countries. Um, mm-hmm. And which is great. The hard part of that is we'll see sometimes like a hot tick of like signups from a specific geo. And we find out that they've been getting trained by someone who's maybe teaching them not the best practice to make money online. Okay. And then we have those affiliates signing up to kind of do some not more gray hat stuff, not really black hat stuff, but they might be actually going through sometimes a black hat. Sometimes they might be actually buying the products and then trying to resell them on Amazon or something to make money. And you get that happening in a lot of the foreign markets. And it's like, so we have to kind of crack down on things like that, which makes it get really murky on the customer mix. Sometimes we have to sometimes tighten up to control the friendly affiliate fraud. If you want to call it that on a geo basis on that front, but the overall marketing trends point to, yeah, some pretty good emerging markets, especially in Latin America for us. Um, Asia, we haven't seen as much growth in Asia yet. Um, partially just probably because of the translation from English products to uh, Asian products isn't as synonymous as when we've got the people that are working on English to Latin America or German or French. Right. But you do have uh, product owners that are, uh, you know, uh, essentially mm-hmm. targeting uh, Asia, right? A bit, but they're probably targeting more of the English speakers in Asia. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Versus well, having, you- yeah. So for context, like our order form um, and receipts and things like that are translated into, gosh, off the top of my head, it's German, English, Portuguese, Italian, kind of the big romantic languages. Um, right. So that's like what the native languages that ClickBank can support um, from like a support level. Um, we do have some people targeting other countries, though, but they're probably targeting the English speakers in those countries versus the native speakers. Gotcha. Well, you, you actually mentioned about, um, you know, some kind of fraud patterns that you've been seeing with signups mm-hmm. and all that. So you basically have a referral scheme that somebody is utilizing and kind of onboarding like people to, you know, kind of, as you said, like educate them and train them to to be like uh, startup uh, affiliate marketers, I would say. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, affiliate marketing is always like. It's usually the fastest path forward to like, oh, I want to make money online. How do I do it? Affiliate marketing is usually the starting point for a lot of people because, right, it takes, you know, people say it takes low cost and <laughs> low effort and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, so you have people coming in to have affiliate signups or kind of want to be an affiliate and they might get, how do I be an affiliate? Google, right? They find some guru out there that's maybe teaching a malicious thing um, yeah. or they hear from a buddy, right? And like the reseller thing is a, pain in the side of a lot of sellers right now. Um, not even, not just on ClickBank, just everywhere. People buying a product from their Shopify store and reselling it on Amazon for a small profit. But to them, it's a big profit, right? It might be $100 US, which in a foreign market might be substantial. Um, but the profit margin for someone in the States who's trying to scale, it's not gonna be worth doing. So you have these like little little things like that that pop up, they're just annoyances, <laughs> but you have to kind of right. try to deal with them on a more macro level. <clears throat> so that part gets finicky yeah but are you also seeing different kinds of uh affiliate marketers profile let's mm-hmm. say like uh, not just in terms of like somebody who essentially is you know wants to make money off of you know a quick buck with uh, with this and yeah. uh, really have to learn from the ground up but do you also see other trends when it comes to affiliate marketers or uh you know let's individuals professionals that are from different other sectors that are actually yeah. you know diversifying mm-hmm. and making money off of affiliate marketing yeah 100 percent. so it's gosh it's funny like i can't name how many affiliates and sellers people who made their own products and have sold it to some good success who used to be in real estate in 2007 2008 <laughs> before the housing market <laughs> crashed um 
And we're starting to see similar things already with the kind of the mortgage lending space drying up overnight in the States right. over here. And it sounds like the rest of the world too. Um, when, anytime there's a big market shift and something was really hot and a bunch of people jumped into it and it collapses and people lose their jobs and things like that or have to find other means. Um, we see a lot of people pivot to making money online, whether it's being a seller or offer creator and they're leveraging ClickBank to kind of power their back end of that and get exposure to affiliates or they're coming on to ClickBank to be an affiliate. Um, and two, like with COVID, we saw this funny trend, not funny, that's a, a wrong word for COVID, right? But the trend where, it, peculiar, we'll say, <laughs> where it was uh, um, whenever a country did like a lockdown, like a big lockdown, like I started with Italy when we first noticed it, we kind of then backtracked later and kind of looked at the data. Anytime a country did a major lockdown, we saw affiliate account signups on ClickBank spike from that region. So whenever someone, whenever people were stuck at home, <laughs> not working, um, not knowing what to do, we saw a big uh, increase in affiliate signups. And that tells us that people are looking to make extra income to replace whatever they had or to pivot out of a job they might not have liked and didn't have that kind of punch in the gut, punch in the pants kind of thing to kind of get going um, and get scaling in something else. I mean, I think that's also the beauty of affiliate marketing. I mean, you've been in the industry for years and uh, you've witnessed how uh, you know, different fluctuations or different mm -hmm. events, uh, current events, cultural events even, uh, really affects the way that, you know, uh, we see affiliate marketers joining in and, and, and seeing affiliate marketing as a, as, a, as a spectrum for them to actually, you know, kind of really broaden uh, that experience and that knowledge of the industry. And, and of course, like making money off of it. Yeah, no, it's... It's pretty empowering. Like it's one reason why I've stuck around here so long. I've been here at ClickBank for seven years. It's just like, it's a very fast moving industry. People can get a take action quickly. I came from SEO, which was more big oh, brand, right. mom and pop up to like big brand, Fortune 500 companies. And that was always such a grind to kind of like, I still believe in SEO, right? But it's such a grind to kind of be at Google's beck and call. Um, I know affiliates are at beck and call if Facebook <laughs> changes their policy and stuff too. And iOS tracking throws things off, but there's just so much more control in the direct response space. If someone to launch an offer or an affiliate to spin up a new traffic channel and just test. And yeah, there's money involved and costs involved with all of it, but you just get data so much faster than hoping SEO ranks a keyword slightly higher and kind of the technical backend of all that. So that part's really fun. And what I find really empowering about this space is the people in it, right? It's like, you have a lot of right. very, you have a lot of people that were, helped by other people and kind of came up and got mentorship and they're very open to helping others. So we've got people that look like direct competitors and they're actually probably good friends and big affiliates for each other and they're helping each other and they're helping the next guy coming up behind them going, oh yeah, here's what worked for me. Here's what you need to look out for. And it's a very collaborative space, which I really find a lot of uh, joy in collaborating with others. I, and that's, that's also something that I really admire uh, about, you know, the industry itself. I mean, people, affiliate marketers that have started this, uh, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago with Amazon and all that, um, they are, you know, uh, really active when it comes to, you know, putting out content and actually giving valuable information mm -hmm. on how to get started. So that's pretty cool to see. And uh, I mean, as you said, you know, it's, it's an evergreen, it's an evergreen industry where it would always, it will always uh, have its ups and downs fluctuations. Uh, but you know, that's the, that's just the beauty of affiliate marketing. It always, you know, really just, uh, 
booms when it comes to you know different situations and uh we're here seven years later for yeah. you for example <laughs> <laughs> clickbank you know it's crazy you guys are quite huge and uh i wanted to also basically tap on uh, tap into um you know again the countries right i mean in terms of the verticals mm-hmm. uh, and the countries but uh uh you know moving ahead from that so we got the verticals we got the geos that you know are, are doing really really well for you guys uh how about traffic types so yeah. Um, what kind of traffic types do your affiliate, you know, your, your affiliates, affiliate marketers use, and uh, you know, generate performance? One hundred percent. Yeah. So the big ones, Facebook is still the king of uh, right. kind of traffic coming through. The big shift over the last two years, right, has been the iOS updates and Facebook fighting and all that kind of stuff. So that's moved. It's helped the big media buyers and the smaller media buyers too diversify. So they've had to kind of go, okay, like Facebook isn't as friendly to work with anymore. And that's been for years too, before that with all the account shutdowns people were dealing with and stuff like that, I'm sure listeners will relate to. Um, So Facebook is still the king though, as far as the most revenue coming from the paid traffic channels, Facebook. We've seen YouTube grow significantly in the last 18 to two, 18 months to two years. Um, A lot of people have pivoted to YouTube. They seem friendly to work with. Things might be tightening up a little bit. I've heard some chatter around, but still it's like people can get campaigns running much easier. They can scale much easier. Um, So YouTube is where we see a lot of media buyers playing right now too. Native ad traffic across like Taboola, Outbrain, Rev Content, et cetera. Um, That's been another one that's been surging. That's always been there, but it's like the, the diversification away from Facebook and just the e-com trend in general rising with uh, COVID putting more people online has just helped native really surge again too and kind of come back in a big way. Not come back really, just grown in a big way. Mm -hmm. Um, And the next big one would be email monetization. People with big email lists, either they're sellers on ClickBank because of the customers they're generating. Um, they've got, you know, a significant email list that they're monetizing as an affiliate themselves, um, or they're doing lead generation as a media buyer or a blogger or something else. They're getting leads and customers other ways and they're monetizing as an affiliate with their email list. Because um, what most people I find who are not used to the space don't realize is that the sellers at scale are probably giving most of their profit margin to affiliates to acquire that customer. So they need to monetize either by cross-selling other products they have, or if they don't have any products to cross-sell or they need to layer in other things, they'll be an affiliate too with that customer. So, I mean, obviously with affiliates, they do follow trends themselves, right? Mm -hmm. So what's next? What's the next big thing when it comes to traffic, uh, traffic type? You know, I don't know is a short answer there. TikTok is obviously the big one that's been surging lately. Right. Um, we're seeing organic TikTok take off in some cool ways with different sellers doing some cool things like that. It's obviously a very, Facebook is still friendly in the sense that the creative there isn't as intensive. You can run like the text or the image kind of ads running and the carousels and things like that on Facebook and still get good traction there. YouTube is a little bit bigger, bigger entry there where you need the video creative, but there's tools that help with that. Um, TikTok is really a big thing and Instagram reels too, that TikTok's just changing the game when it comes to short form video content. So we're seeing that be a very trending thing right now. And I think it's going to be, I don't think it's trending. I think it's just the next big thing. Right. Um, Absolutely. So we've seen, yeah. So we're seeing sellers leverage that on a organic side and a paid side. We're seeing a lot of affiliates do the same thing with building up organic really quickly and cheaply, um, which is something that hasn't been available for a while. Right. It's been a grind to build an organic following (laughs) for half a decade or so, right? Like it used to be easy on Facebook communities and pages if you got early on that, but it's just kind of organic has been kind of tied up for a while right? Um, and 
TikTok has really forced Instagram, right? I just did a stupid avocado, cut an avocado video on my Instagram thing. And it's got like 40,000 views on it right now oh, over shit. the last week. And it's like, <laughs> I'm like, whoa, like that's kind of cool. It doesn't help me business wise at all. But it's just like the fact that that's possible. <laughs> it's like, it, it, it's, um, yeah. yeah, it's definitely very diverse over there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you got to be just very creative. You know, I see a lot of content on TikTok, for example, and, uh, you know, advertisers are definitely very, very much more creative, I would say. I mean, obviously, with some restrictions as well, like not as, as you said, not as intensive on Facebook, but still, you know, I see a lot of really good content there. Um, How about push notifications? Well, that's that's the funny part. I was just with Constantinos and your self-friends, right? It's like, right. um, Like when we started talking about the propeller ads a few months ago. You know, like we haven't seen an affiliate running at scale on push. Um, and it's just like, why not? And I just, I don't think the ClickBank base, if we want to call it that, is overly aware of push traffic and how to leverage it as much. Um, and for those of, of y'all right listening to this who might be running push traffic already, to me, that just says there's a blue ocean to go play in. Because, right, like if we look at the, the data of these offers, right, these supplement offers are paying 100, 120, 140 bucks in some case per sale. Um, so they start to stack up against some pretty competitive offers and other platforms. Um, a big trend we've seen once we rolled out a CPA payment. So ClickBank used to traditionally be RevShare, where um, if you're an affiliate, you got paid a percentage of the product sale that the customer's right. paying. And if a refund happens, um, that gets clawed back from the affiliate as well. So it comes back from all the parties to make the customer whole. And all the products are by default set up that way still. But we rolled out uh, cost per acquisition, CPA payments, gosh, 18 months ago or so. Um, and that's allowed sellers to go, okay, to a specific affiliate, I want to pay you a fixed CPA where there's no clawback. So you get all that money um, from that commission now. Um, so there's a lot more cash flow for that affiliate. We don't hold reserves on that. The affiliate just gets all that. If a refund happens, the seller eats all of that. And that's brought a lot of bigger media buyers over to ClickBank. And a lot of media buyers, too, that were doing a lot of scaled like lead gen campaigns have actually come over to start pushing these um, high paying kind of supplement offers and other offers in the space. Definitely. And I think push notifications, I mean, it has been around for years, years and mm-hmm. years. And, you know, it's um, uh, there's kind of like a cloud uh, surrounding it in terms of, uh, you know, um, what's going on, because it is based off of, you know, Chrome's technology, right? Google Chrome's technology. However, I think, uh, you know, it's uh, something it's uh, an ad format that actually ClickBank's uh, affiliates should definitely try and utilize because it is essentially something as like similar to native ads when it comes to the delivery of those ads to the users, right? So I think that's also very, very interesting to see, to, to grow that with affiliates, uh, you know, through ClickBank. Yeah. And uh, well, I was wondering... down like the mobile traffic piece of it, right? And it's like, right. it's basically, yeah. it's almost like SMS marketing that you can do Absolutely. without having to collect SMS and all the scary stuff that comes with SMS marketing and the fines you can get. So you can get away from that while getting the benefits of the mobile deliverability. And I was like, geez, that's... Uh, that's really cool. <laughs> People should do more of that. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah. uh, in terms of offers that your affiliates are, you know, uh, focusing on too, we did have a bit of a, uh, an intel from you. But if we could uh, break it down, for example, mm-hmm. uh, continent-wise, uh, you know, for, 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 for the U.S., for example, you mentioned about fitness, about uh, supplements. Um, is that the same trend that you see with other geos as well? Mm-hmm. Or there are different verticals that are working for different geos? 
It's it's largely the same, and it might be a bit of the horse leading the cart there too, where that's okay. kind of the the top offers are the top offers, and the affiliates come on and see the top offers, and they push those top offers, right? And so, yeah. <laughs> um, so it, that isn't to say what I always recommend to people is like we have our top offers. We also have a blog post that we keep updated every month and just kind of push down the last cool. month's top yeah. offers down. So you can I'll I'll send that to you if we want to include in the show notes or anything. Um, yeah, sure. Or if you Google ClickBank top offers, that'll pop up. It's also on our YouTube channel. We do a YouTube feature on that every month too. So if you subscribe to the ClickBank YouTube channel, you can check it out there. Um, so if you have a ClickBank account though, you can go to the marketplace where we do a stack ranking on offers based on the gravity score, which people might have heard of familiar with ClickBank at all. And all that all gravity is trying to do is just, it's just like a, if you're a blog trying to accumulate backlinks in Google to rank, um, what we're looking at at ClickBank is, hey, this offer is getting more sales from affiliates than this next offer. And there's right. other things that go into it too with quality rates and conversion rates kind of data a little bit, but that's the biggest weighting factor is how many affiliates are actually getting sales for it. And there's some recency data in there too going like, hey, a sale that happened yesterday is more powerful than a sale that happened 12 weeks ago kind of thing. Um, so we're looking at that and that's what's kind of populating our marketplace. And what I recommend people do is not just look at the first page, uh, but go down to like page eight, right? And all the way down there and kind of see what's jumping out at you because the... It's kind of funny, like the difference of scale, it's like kind of like the 80, 20, 90, 10, whatever kind of rule you want to call it, the Pareto principle, right. where like a small difference in conversion and payment equals a drastically um, increased scale for these sellers getting affiliate traffic from. So offer on page four, for example, might only be converting or paying marginally less than an offer on page one. And it might be a better fit for your demo and your audience and your geo right? Then that page one top, top offer. So that's where I have people go, Hey, yeah, page one is great. Start there. Look at the top offers. Those are great, but there's probably other offers like them or similar offers or parallel offers. If you go to page two, three, four, five, et cetera, mm -hmm. um, that are probably still very good offers. They're just not getting the bulk of affiliate traffic. They're still getting decent traction though. So if I'm a new affiliate and I go, I, I go to ClickBank, right? Mm -hmm. I sign up and uh, do I see all of this information that you mentioned? Like with top offers, top geos, conversion rates, uh, yeah, what kind filter. of other mm -hmm. intel? Yeah, what kind of other intel or information that, you know, a new affiliate would, would see on your dashboard? That would help yeah, them so out, Yeah, so when you right? go to the marketplace, um, we've got a marketplace video too that I can try to get to your, or oh, cool. we'll kind of a walkthrough yeah. of it too. Um, but when you go to the marketplace, you'll kind of see the rankings, if you will, uh, you can kind of do keyword searches too. You can do filters on the left column, which the power users are using well, or filtering down to what they need if they want payouts over X or if they need gravity over Y, if they're trying to get the zero spots out of there, if they want more recent offers because they want to get the first crack at an offer versus someone else, um, they can kind of filter by new additions to the marketplace or things like that. But what you're going to see is kind of the title of the offer. And this isn't what like the customer would see the, the marketplace is designed to speak to affiliates, not customers. Right. Right. So it's, yeah. And then the brief description, the right hand side is going to show the average earnings affiliates are making from this. Right. On a, and that's an average basis, which means that you might be able to get on a tier that's higher. Um, so th there's always an ability to usually negotiate with a seller. Um, you're going to see some stats, like if there's recurring commission involved or if it's all on the front end commission, if there's any recurring, what that breakdown is. Um, you'll see things like, if it's uh, mobile optimized, I'm pretty sure we feature that there. There's going to be links to the offer, a link to promote it. If you're logged into your ClickMake account, you can click promote and it'll generate that link for you. And really what you should be doing is most of the top offers will have a link to their affiliate recruitment page or their affiliate tools page. 
and clicking through to that will be a seller hosted page on a ClickBank hosted page. But that's where you're gonna get a lot more details about the offer, like with especially demographics, if they're not featuring it too much there, if they've got different types of landers you can send to, there's gonna be the default landing page, but most of these top offers have a variety of landers you can send to that might be better for your traffic source. So if you look at the default one and go, eh, this is too aggressive for mine, I need something that's a little more e-commerce looking or maybe a different angle, you can usually go to that affiliate recruitment page, uh, which is, I think we call it the affiliate tools page in our marketplace. You can click through to that. Affiliate tools page, all right. Yeah, and then you'll kind of see, and the, most of them have different link generators or different types of uh, landers you can be sending traffic to that might look different or have a different hook or different marketing angle that might fit better for you. So you guys really do provide a really wide scope of, uh, you know, information. And uh, uh, for, for somebody who's new to this, to, 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 to affiliate marketing, uh, it's quite easy to actually just get started, you know, and uh, go from ground zero to actually mm -hmm. learning about, you know, different offers. And also you got articles and blogs and all that. And uh, that's very crucial, especially for, for newbies, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I'll just clarify there is that, ClickBank is kind of the middleman in this, right? We're kind of allowing right. a seller to host their affiliate program on it. We're helping make sure the money's flowing correctly, the traffic's flowing correctly, affiliates can trust us, that we're going to pay you on time. You don't have to go hound the sellers for, hey, where's my payment? And they don't have to track down 6,000 different 1099 forms or something or W9s, like, right? You can just get paid by ClickBank once a week or twice a week if you're platinum, kind of get sped up that way. Um, but the the seller is the one providing all of these materials for you to promote, right? So if they have swipe emails, right? Or if they've got banner ad examples, um, that's gonna be provided by the seller on those affiliate recruitment pages. And that's where you can mm -hmm. usually go find, uh, go get a lot more info about those and see if there's even like, you know, a lot of these top offers, they might have their default commission, let's say it's 60%, for example. They might have a straight up bump if you're a media buyer. If you're gonna be doing media buying, they might just give you 70% instead of 60, because they know it's more expensive for you to run than if you're an organic. Right. So things like that are worth clicking through to that page to find out more about. Awesome. And speaking of top offers, uh, mm -hmm. have you witnessed, uh, let's say the past year uh, of any offer that would, you know, from a first glance would look very unconventional to perform, but actually mm -hmm. did, you know, uh, exceed your expectations? Yeah, there's there's been a few. Uh, so <laughs> there's a, um, a really cool zero to hero story um, which was never a zero, but <laughs> just from a monetary <laughs> sense, um, is Alex Miller. Uh, we actually did a podcast with her, um, that we can link to as well if you need to, but, um, she came onto the scene early last year. Um, so it was that uh, 2021. Um, and she was mentored by another top seller on ClickBank, but she'd never sold online before. She was kind of a physical fitness trainer in Vancouver, Washington. Um, and she, so no, no connection with affiliate marketing at all. No, con yeah, no connection at all. Um, like uh, Emily Lark has helped mentor her a bit and she's been a diamond seller on ClickBank for years. Um, and she met Emily through a mutual friend because Emily was on a podcast with a friend's husband. And she's, you know, they're like, oh, you should meet this Emily woman. She's really cool. Um, <laughs> and they started chatting and then Alex kind of just went under Emily's wing and made this offer. And it was under the women's kind of pelvic floor, which is kind of like an incontinence for women offer. Um, and uh, Alex is the face of it. Um, they launched it, I th gosh, it was in like, I think they launched in, I started chatting with Alex in like December of 2020. She launched it in like April, March or April, um, of 2021. And she had reached diamond, uh, which is 
That's crazy. Yeah, in she reached that. It, she reached platinum in like a week. <laughs> and she reached diamond in like uh, it was like three months or something, three or six months. She had reached that, and now she's a multiple diamond client, and she's just doing very well. She's got multiple offers now in the women's health space, um, and just seeing her grow that way has been really cool. And that's just like, uh, and that's an offer, right? It's like pelvic floor training for women and continence. It's this thing. It's like, is that? Can that scale, right? And it can. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, it it can. It gets it to a diamond level, guys. Mm -hmm. And it's a digital, right? It's a digital front end product. It's a thirty-seven dollar. She bundles it so the uh, on some stuff there, and then she's got upsells. So she's adding in some supplements to those upsells to bring the average order value up and stuff. But she's built a very sustainable, scalable business, and she's got multiple front ends going now. So that's been a really cool one to see. And then there's other examples too, like in the political space that have been (laughs) taking off, uh, (laughs) which we can get into if you want to, but those have been funny to watch and just like the buying behavior of that has been interesting, but yeah. Awesome. Well, (laughs) I I would like to take you ahead into uh, essentially, you know, uh, the trends in 2023. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, for a fact that, you know, these past couple of years were, were, were definitely, Unprecedented, I would say, and uh, it brought a lot of, uh, you know, brought a lot of changes in terms of the, uh, the world, right, obviously. But when it comes to affiliate marketing, uh, of course, trends have shifted. Uh, you know, things have changed when it comes to even, even also customer behavior, right? What kind of offers they're converting. Uh, and uh, so uh, for, for you, Thomas, basically, uh, what kind of trends do you see in 2023 changing? Do you see things drastically shifting from what works now to, let's say, you know, Q1? Yeah, so I don't think drastically, but there is a shift happening. And I think we've seen that, right, with the iOS changes, the first big shot across the bow. And not the first one, right, but like the tracking is getting curious <laughs> right on these uh so the big shift straight is up shit yeah. difficult, you know <laughs> right uh, affiliates uh, I, I, I will take away from affiliate marketers were able to be lazy is kind of a short answer right with uh third-party data right because they could leverage facebook they could leverage these different platforms to use their third-party data um to target very specific audiences very specific people and in a, in a way that marketing has never seen, like advertising has ever seen before, unless you're doing like direct mail campaigns to addresses or something like that. Like, um, and the big shift now is that third-party data is largely going away or getting very murky. And so being able to match to a customer type is getting tough, which means your marketing, whether it's an ad you're running, whether it's a blog you're putting out, whether it's organic content you're putting out, has to be able to capture your target audience on a macro level. Right, so it's taking away that ability to go, I wanna talk to these people. You're gonna be able to, you're gonna have to talk to all of these people and then be able to call out those specific customers for you or that specific avatar for you with that marketing campaign at scale. And that is not as easy to do as people like to think. So that's, it's having affiliates and marketers are having to level themselves up as just good marketers straight up. Um, And then the other big shift, right, is that the things like TikTok that we already talked about and the organic trends and the short real video is that the the landscapes just change, especially like if you look at like 10 years ago, right? Blogging, Google was like where it was. Facebook came you know, into a big way and like Facebook pages. Um, and all of that's kind of leading into, it's like, it's really hard to get customers coming to your own site, right? You kind of need to meet customers where they're at and earn that click. 
So we're seeing things shift. I'm seeing things shift over the last few years, really. And it's going to continue where you've got direct response on one side and kind of e-commerce on another. Um, And both have their merits. But what we're seeing the really stable and scaled brands do is they've got a hybrid approach, right? They look very branded in e-com over here. If you're experiencing their advertising or if you come across their Shopify or if you come across their organic. And then they probably have more long form sales letters. They've got video sales letters, VSL direct response landers that they're sending paid traffic to and that affiliates are sending traffic to, right? And they're leveraging both models there for scaled customer acquisition because e-com gets expensive to acquire customers on direct response isn't necessarily cheaper, but it's cheaper for cold traffic and it doesn't take 14 touch points to warm up. So you're seeing these people start to blend and go both ways and where affiliates are going to start to play with that is if you get very good at a traffic source or a matchup source and you're the performance marketer, you're almost like an agency without having to take on the burden of clients. <laughs> it's like treating yourself <laughs> as that marketing expert for that traffic channel. And that's where I'm seeing right. the biggest affiliates win is that they're really, they're really building them, their teams out internally as an affiliate marketer, as a performance marketer, almost like an agency without the agency contracts. Right. And they're going right. Okay, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we do also see that trend with affiliates as well. You know, uh, a minor trend when it comes to just basically more seasoned affiliates, mm-hmm. more experienced affiliates kind of, um, really collectively kind of going forward with, uh, let's say an agency and kind of, uh, having one person, you know, do the media buy, one person do the creatives, one person A-B testing all that stuff. <laughs> and it, it's really, really, really exciting to see. Um, well, in terms of uh, offers, you mentioned about uh, some unexpected, yeah. unexpected trend. Oh, that I was going to say, yeah, some, a trend we're seeing is pets. Uh, the pet oh. space, yeah, is one that's gaining traction. CBD is also in there too. We're starting to see some CBD offers okay. taken off. Um, obviously, CBD is tough because different traffic channels don't like it, like Facebook. <laughs> so you have to get creative with where you're getting traffic from. Um, we're starting to see some scale. And then pet offers um, are doing well. And we see that be like a big search term, like in our marketplace, like a lot of affiliates are searching for affiliate offers to push. We're seeing a lot of sellers producing pet offers. And that's what I like about that. And I think it's forcing the trend in another way too, is that direct response is often sold with fear, right? Um, right like you absolutely. have this problem, you're going to drive the knife into that problem. You're going to twist that knife. You're going to make someone really feel like they need your product, which can feel really like, I don't really want to tell my grandma about this product, right? That I'm <laughs> kind of promoting. The pet niche is very different. The pet niche is very based around love for your pet, right? And love right. for that. You want to support that pet. You want to help them have a happy, healthier life because you can't communicate with them. You're trying to do what you can for them. So the marketing comes across a lot, a lot different. I think what we're seeing is the kind of the boomer uh, ages out right? And the Gen X and the Gen Z and the millennials kind of age up into having more disposable income is that the hyper aggressive pain point VSLs are still going to work, but I think you're going to see them change into more holistic, if we want to call it that more millennial first kind of focus, almost like feel good a little bit. And that's kind of going from that direct response to e-com hybrid too, right? It's like things are going to have to look a little more branded if you want to play with these paid traffic channels. And I think that's also quite interconnected with what you said about top offers, right? I mean, specific niches also can work uh, and not just focusing on, like, let's say the first page of top offers, but check out those, you know, check out those uh, following pages as well. And um, it, it does need creativity, you know, in mm-hmm. a sense, and uh, trying to understand the market itself. I mean, with pets, for example, you know, that's uh, um, actually uh, I, I've, I've had the chance of uh, visiting Brazil uh, a couple of months ago and uh 
pets, man. It's it's crazy how oh, they really nurture. Oh my mm -hmm. goodness, you know it's it, it's really booming there as an industry as well. So uh, you know, I truly believe that it's 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 all about understanding the market itself, you know, and what yeah. kind of what's important for that specific geo, and um, you know, make sure not just to go on the top offers, but uh, check other offers as well. You know, yeah. Just like, maybe what's, what's the audience right. you're trying to solve a problem for? What exactly. is that? I'd highly, I'd highly recommend people read if they have an Alchemy by Rory Sutherland. Right, it's a very good right. book just around kind of like the magic of marketing a little bit and how them and Ogilvy were able to kind of like tap into things. And kind of like the, yeah, it's a really just it's a really good read there. Um, then obviously, uh, hundred million offers by Alex Hermosi is another great one if you're kind of like even if you're a seasoned kind of veteran right. in the space or if you're new, it just gets you thinking more of like a performance marketer and like where you need to be focusing on improving like the data side. Both of those books get you a very good expansive overview of creativity and data. And a different perspective, I would say. Yeah. 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 No, that's for sure. Yeah. The, the best new affiliates, what I see, like I was chatting with a guy, he's, I think he's uh, 18 or 19. He reached out to me on Instagram. Um, he's making like two to four grand a month, kind of just through like an organic Instagram reel and Facebook and Facebook reel kind of strategy. Um, and you look at the, what he's doing and it looks like, it's like, wow, there's a lot of levers you can improve. And I gave him some pointers and stuff like that. Um, but he's just starting and he's just focusing on one thing and he's like, I'm leveling up. He's like, okay, like I want to be making this much by the time I'm 21. He's just trying to like hustle and grind that out. Um, but he's just leaning into the organic reach he can get cause it's cheap. And then he's using that to kind of pay for, he's using that revenue and profit to be able to do Facebook ads or campaigns. So he can get a little more scale that way. But he's just leaning into it. And it's like, you can tell it's like he, if he can learn the marketing, like uh, the actual strategy behind the marketing and not just the tactic of what you're kind of copying from someone else, that's where you really start to scale. If you can understand the strategy before the tactic and why this marketing is actually working and the copywriting behind that, right. you can do very well. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Upcoming affiliates beware, you know, it's uh, you definitely have shared a lot of very interesting information. Uh, and uh, what I want to end up now and close it is with, uh, you know, continue with the trends as well in seasonalities. Do you mm -hmm. see seasonalities post COVID uh, to be changing when it comes to different offers. And for example, in the summertime, we do see a trend with, you know, dating offers, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, do you guys tap into different other verticals like these? Uh, and um, what do you think about, you know, different seasonalities now? Yeah. So, gosh, I'm going to, I'm going to not make any big, bold claims about post COVID because COVID <laughs> changed everything. So, <laughs> but the, the claims that we, or I guess the, uh, the shifts we've seen with COVID is just right. There's more buyers online than ever before. So e-commerce is up, even though it's taken a little bit of a regression to the mean, but it's still right, up yeah, compared absolutely. to where we were. Right. Um, so e there's just more buyers in general, the staying power of these offers is just more long-term. It used to be that Q1 for ClickBank was like, you know, January through March was the biggest quarter we would have. And that was baked into our model for a decade right? <laughs> because all these direct response <laughs> offers are doing like more, they're kind of self-development stuff or self-improvement stuff or weight loss, whatever it might be. Um, and so you have all these people making new year's resolutions on January 1st. And that's where the big sales stuff comes through. And that's not the case anymore. Like Q1 is still a big surge in health and fitness and kind of things like that and personal development. But we're seeing these offers have strong staying power all through the year. Um, right. We just had a, big one launch. I can't speak to exact revenue numbers because we're private and all that, but um, like we've got a new offer that launched two weeks ago and it's putting our, gosh, <laughs> it's, a, 
it's a bit silly. Uh, Shares those it's, numbers. Shares yeah, those numbers, uh, Thomas. <laughs> but I mean, like if, if I would have seen an offer two years ago or three years ago, do this kind of scale um, in November <laughs> during the holiday season, when that's traditionally beats up direct response space because everyone's doing e-com buying and like holiday shopping, I would have been shocked. And now it's like, okay, yeah, this is happening again. That's kind of, it's happened for two or three years now. And so you're seeing these weight loss or that kind of like the health offers and supplements, you can sell them all year round, whichever used to be the case. What we've seen too is COVID has uh, lifted a bit across the globe, even though it's still around, right? The pandemic isn't over, quote unquote. People are right. traveling again and all that. We've seen the dating space take off. We don't have dating products like your your traffic buyers might be used to. They're more like uh, information, like how to get the girl kind of thing. But the manifestation space has actually done a big one. Like there's a really cool offer. It's called a um, soulmate sketch. And it's like, you kind of go through it and you get a sketch of your soulmate and it kind of helps you manifest this person in your life. Um, and whether, whether or not you believe in all that doesn't really matter. It's <laughs> product sells well, right on a marketing sense. Uh, the customers get a lot of value from it. It's kind of an entertainment kind of thing as well as a value add thing. Um, but we're seeing like the dating thing and that thing. Uh, once COVID started lifting, the dating niche is kind of come back in a big way because people can actually go get out there more. Um, and then that front, right. Everyone relies on the dating apps. Now people don't know how to talk to each other in real life. So we're seeing like exactly, yeah. personal development products around just like how to communicate, <laughs> like how to communicate like, better. <laughs> yeah, Like how to actually talk to someone face to face and like strike up a conversation. Like th right. These aren't like top offer sellers, but they do a pretty good clip and they serve a real pain point for people. Cause it's like, yeah, I've only been texting people on Tinder for three years kind of thing. Like I haven't actually sat down with somebody and like try to meet someone face-to-face -face. so those that's are crazy to, yeah. that's crazy the, the amount of trends <laughs> that we see mm -hmm. <laughs> that were born out of out of covid essentially you know that's crazy um no. well i guess uh you know i really really want to thank you for sharing all this information um of course we want to share some uh promo code for our, our listeners our viewers obviously this will be on youtube uh, to sign up if you're a ClickBank affiliate and you want to start, you know, diversifying your pool of traffic sources. Uh, of course, you can start with Propeller Ads as well. So we have a um, promo code. Uh, the code is podcast bonus and it's valid until the 23rd of December. Uh, oh, cool. So the bonus is for a $30 uh, on a $150 deposit for new and existing clients. So uh, make sure to be one of the first to utilize those bo uh, this uh, bonus code. Uh, we'll obviously, you know, write everything down in uh, the description below and everything and all the information that Thomas also shared with us in terms of trends, uh, in terms of offers, top offers, and um, and some books that he shared actually that actually are quite interesting. I haven't I haven't uh, read those books yet, so that'll be very interesting for us. Oh, I think uh, I like Thomas, them, yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome! Thank you so much. Thank you for uh, thanks for having us and uh, uh, at your podcast as well. And uh, we really enjoy that one. So we're we're looking forward to uh, having that uh, online as well. Uh, and uh, yeah, make sure to tune in to Propeller on Air. Uh, more podcast uh, coming soon. Thomas McMahon, thank you so much for 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 joining us. Yeah, Renz. No, thanks so much. I'm happy that we're working together more with Propeller and ClickBank and see what things are going. Um, if anyone wants to reach out, you can find me at Happy Scaling on TikTok or Instagram. Um, yeah, you can reach out to me that way. And then, yeah, if you want the top offers page on ClickBank, just Google ClickBank top offers. And it's one of the top ranking blog posts that are out there or subscribe to our YouTube channel and you'll get the content from us on a monthly basis. I always drop there. We'll put videos out every Monday and Thursday, I think, too, on different topics there in the affiliate marketing. So, yeah, thanks, Renz. 
Awesome, awesome. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll share all the information and details about ClickBank, about Thomas McMahon. Thomas McMahon, you can find him on uh, on social. I mean, LinkedIn. I just followed you on LinkedIn a while ago. So yeah, we're uh, we're connected now. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Yeah, happy scaling. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Thank you.